welcome back to Make It Better, the show where we take a topic and we pitch ideas to how and how we would improve that topic, and then we vote on those ideas. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Jordan, and joining me, as always, is your other host, Graham. Thank you, Graham. Signature line. <laughs> you can't blame me for messing this one up. I was silent. I didn't make one uh, oh. sour facial expression. Oh, we noticed you were silent. I didn't, I didn't distract you in the slightest. That's fine. Uh, that's the show. Um, those are the people on the show. But also on the show, uh, we have we have a guest this week, and our guest has also been on the show before, but only as a lowly producer type, a real a real grease man, our yeah. kind of um, errand boy, uh, our kind of uh, actually Cody's really important in the show. He records the show, and he hosts it here. So our guest this week is Cody Cody Heward. Oh, hello, everyone. It's me, your, your favorite producer, Cody. Wow, it's such an honor to be a guest in my own home. I love it. It's the best. <laughs> um, I feel like this is the start of that movie, A Star is Born, and I am about to be the star that is born. <laughs> Does it- <laughs> I haven't seen that, so please don't spoil the movie. <laughs> I believe that A Star is Born, and that's what I know about. Oh, God happens in that Does it feel good to be able to speak whenever you want without having to like ask us to take the duct tape off? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, raising my hand every time like I have something to say. <laughs> my arm gets sore. I barely recognized him without the gimp suit. <laughs> <laughs> so Cody has joined us this week. Um, as we try to do on the show when we have a guest, we try to get somebody who is at least somewhat of a subject matter expert on our topic for that week's show. And I guess I shouldn't say that week because we record these mm, once every three months. Yeah. But uh, the reason that Cody is an expert on this week's topic is because this week's topic, Graham you got to let the fans know what we're talking about on this episode. We're going to make make it better, better. So for those of you who don't know, that's the name of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we thought it would be fun and um, perhaps uh, therapeutic for us to... Yeah, for uh, those of you who are listening on a ruined iPhone that was just dredged out of the river uh, <laughs> and are trying to figure out the identity of the person whose phone this is, uh, this is Make It Better. And you we have, definitely personally know the owner of the phone. I was going to say, you have my phone. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we thought it'd be fun to try to improve our own show by making it the topic that we try to improve. Uh, you might be wondering, shouldn't if you were trying to make a show good, you would just have that sort of introspection and <laughs> You definitely wouldn't put it on display. <laughs> <laughs> you might also be wondering, isn't that kind of navel gazing? Not going to be interesting to a wider audience. So we're going to get the show started <laughs> uh, with our favorite segment, especially Grant. We're going to start with a check-in. I'm checking in. He's checking in. I'm checking in. Cody, do you, do you have a check-in? Would you like to check yourself in? What have you been up to for the past 11 months? Oh, you know, life's been grand over here uh, at the studio, just waiting months in between you guys showing up to record these, uh, just basically waiting in my chair over there that Graham always kicks me out of as soon as he shows up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I I spent the last week uh, pretending to do work at my work and instead just trying to focus on coming up with some really absolutely stunner ideas for this episode so that's that's really my life's incredibly boring and that's all i've been up to so a lot of pressure is what you're saying 
What do you mean? The, well, the quality of Cody's ideas reflects on oh. what he was able to come up with with like concerted effort. Right. <laughs> this is really the opposite of the normal strategy on this show, which is to try to downplay how much effort you put in so as to lower expectations. <laughs> no, that's not me. <laughs> Maybe that's his pitch. What if we tried a bit? <laughs> uh, against. <laughs> uh, Graham, what have you, what's new with you? Um, so actually, you guys have heard the the first half of the story, but there's a slight addendum that happened recently. Uh, I was recently in a uh, meeting at my uh, boring office job, and the meeting room is directly adjacent to uh, another employee's uh, personal office, and we're all just having a chat. And at a certain point, one of the one of the people who was at the far end of the table, closest to that wall, just sort of holds her hand up like this and brings everyone to a silence, and. Uh, she goes, what is that? And we all just sort of like did a little investigation. We all ended up with our ears pressed against this far wall. And it turned out it was this person's house music that they had sort of like going in the, in the background in their, in their uh, office. Okay, so we have a little chuckle about that. Back to work. The next day, this person is out uh, and just sort of like at the, at the door of their office just leaning having a conversation and you can kind of see their computer around the corner just a bit. And I deliberately brought up the topic of music and I asked this person, so what kind of music do you like? And in one smooth motion, they reached back, turned off their screen and said, massive attack. (laughs) 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 So I've discovered a liar at work uh, and, uh, and a lover of the clubs. (laughs) uh yeah that's pretty good i remember once um we i was sharing a cab with like kind of a stranger who was going home with a friend of mine have i said this on the show and we started talking about music uh and we were talking about like who our favorite bands were of all time and she said papa roach and we both laughed so hard like we it was (laughs) unyielding like i couldn't stop i didn't want to be rude but i thought that was so funny uh that like when we got back to his apartment she got out of the cab and just walked home. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my update. Uh, yesterday, I was at uh, a birthday party, and they went to cut the cake. And um, the host mentioned that they got this cake cutter from a silent auction. It was a Cutco knife, which back in the day was like a knife oh, you I, could buy. I have Cutco knives. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and on the knife was inscribed uh, a name and business. So, like, I guess the people who donated this prize thought it'd be cool to, like, advertise their, like, real estate agency on the knife. And he thought it was funny that he had paid for this thing that has, like, this cheesy engraving on it. And it had a phone number on it and a name. And so I called the name. I called this number last night because I wanted to talk to them about this knife. And I called, um, what's their name here? Lynn McClellan. And I said... That's such a good cuckoo buying name. And I called and I said, hi, is this Lynn? And they said no. So it was really disappointing. I really, <laughs> you I, didn't explain any further? No. Well, I, I, I tried to say, oh, do you know Lynn? I got this number off a knife and they just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I got this number off a knife is a hang up. That's a hang up yeah. line. <laughs> Look, I didn't expect it to go well once it wasn't Lynn. <laughs> That's like a line that gets said in an RPG on like a persuasion fail. <laughs> All right, so that's 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 the updates. Let's let's get to the pitches. So as a tradition on the show, uh, the guests start us off. Cody, would you like to give your 
first official pitch as a guest. Oh, I've been waiting for this for so long. My first signature pitch. So, longtime listeners of the show will know that uh, way, way back at the show's inception, we actually had a different theme song. Now, this was a theme song that I wrote, and <laughs> I, I spent ages compiling this. And yes, it may not have lyrics. And yes, it may be a little bit too cool jazz for the theme of this podcast. But I'm here to pitch putting my theme back at the start of the episodes. <laughs> So, so hang on. It's a very focused, simple idea. Well, when we had this idea uh, for this episode, I was th- I was worried. Like, how? I mean, it's going to get a little personal at some point. <laughs> that point was pitch number one. <laughs> also, Cody, your song is on the show. It closes out every episode. I know it's at the end, but that's not. You know, I would like it at the start. We can. Ro- we should rotate them. It's my pitch. <laughs> so. The, the issue with the lyrics of the current theme song is that they really make more sense at the beginning of the show. They make reference to what is going to happen. I, I disagree. I think that at the end of the show, that once they've kind of like listened to this and nothing's made any sense, that at the end it can kind of be like, oh, hey, so we get it. Like that didn't make a lot of sense because you didn't know what was going on. But here's what, was, what we were doing in that. We were doing this. And then it would explain it kind of at the end of the show rather than at the start. And that's my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Jordan, I think now would be the time for you to give Giles a call and let him rebut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Giles, my, our friend Giles uh, Roy wrote our current theme song um, that you had already heard this episode. Uh or he, perhaps not. Maybe Cody wins this argument, and in editing, we have gone back and implemented it in real time. Yeah, that's true. I feel like... Okay, you'll, know, you'll already know who won this. <laughs> so, so here's what Cody's theme song sounds like. Oh, baby, I hear the blues <laughs> No, we don't do live sound drops, so that was going to have to be added in post. <laughs> Uh, So that was what Cody's theme song sounds like It's an interesting idea Because on the one hand, I think to keep things fresh Sometimes you do want to change your signature sound On the other hand We've already played this other theme in every episode of the show So I don't know if it really accomplishes that Yeah, also signature might be going a bit far Existent sound. sound Sound which can technically be heard um yeah the other thing i worry about is uh oftentimes when people are uh roasting our show they will comment that the best part of it is like the first 40 seconds (laughs) and i worry about playing with that magic (laughs) but they know they say the first and last 40 seconds don't they jordan well, that part's maybe implied. <laughs> but in Cody's song's defense, I, very few people are probably making it to Cody's. That's a good. No, that's end. a good point. Yeah, I. Uh, I must say, I really enjoy the way your song plays over our uh, outro, inane outro chatter. Yeah, it makes it seem more like a fitting end as opposed to just a slow death rattle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I also th- I feel like your song, while I like it a lot. 
um, the sort of sound it has where it's like dreamlike and like graceful. Uh, ethereal, I believe, ethereal. is the word yeah, you're looking for. Yeah, ethereal. I would, I would agree with that. It's undercut, so the song's... The song's just kind of fading out, and our voice comes in. And then you, the first thing you get is "ow," <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's gotta be like a jump scare <laughs> for people. <laughs> Whereas Giles is, I think, kind of like revs you up. Like, there's gonna be some goofs on this show. Yeah. Um, prepare for Mr. Funny Voice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are we are we ready to vote, Graham? You have any other input? Uh, I see. The thing is, this idea has a lot going for it like stylistically because it is very petty and i like that about it <laughs> for sure <sighs> that's no. see that's that speaks to why we went to cody in the first place is he knows what we want he knows what appeals to us yeah and on that on that level i certainly like the idea that yeah it's, that it's personal and it's like it is petty but on the other hand like we, this is the first time where we've actually been in a position where the expectation would be that we must do the things that we accept yeah, yeah that's like I was a little bit wondering about that because our typical kind of experience is that we make the ideas and then proceed to do absolutely nothing about them. Right. So with this being something we have the power to change, do we do we want... I'm worried about making the precedent that we will change things because some of these may be directed at my producing style, which right. I do not oh. want to change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's an interesting question. Is Are these things that we ought to do? Because, I mean, like, let's be honest. If we say it's binding, we're probably not going to do it. We're just very lazy people. <laughs> Maybe you picked up on that last time you heard from us in July. <laughs> um, no, we have to do it. All right. So I'm voting no. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid I have to vote no, too. Hello, listeners. Um, this clip requires a little setup, so I just wanted to let you know that what you're about to hear is another Cody Heward joint entitled have you ever encountered a bigfoot at night Uh, I really like the song though, and it will play at the end of this episode, unless we vote on something else. <laughs> I'm gonna make a new sad uh, ending outro now that will adequately <laughs> emphasize how I feel about this outcome. Okay, I have a new pitch. Cody always signals his mood and his opinion of the particular episode with a fitting outro track, <laughs> but no he- lyrics. No, I think he should add lyrics to that one that are just, like, ultra petty about how this (laughs) fish went. (laughs) Okay. Um, Graham, you want to get yourself in? So, um, at actually the very same meeting that I've already referenced... There was another another aspect. So I'm new to office life. I'm new to uh, having a nine to five for the most part, and I'm still learning some of these office p- pieces of office lingo. And uh, one idea that I came into contact with recently that I'd never heard of, and I, I imagine you guys probably have heard of this at some point, is the idea of. And this was said. This was said with a great amount of uh, authority. The idea of pain point Pete. You know about pain point Pete. No. 
let me tell you about Pete. So Pete is the person you're supposed to imagine dealing with a particular problem that you're trying to solve. You got to make pain point Pete's life easier. This is like a thought uh, tool that you're supposed to use. Right. So I would like to apply, and I love pain point Pete. I think this is a good idea. I think it leads to good ideas. And I think that it has a good name. And I think that we should use pain point Pete in make it better. And I think that when you propose a solution to an idea, you should have to sort of act out or in, or in some way sort of sketch for people the scene before and after your intervention. Can you, can you provide an example? I cannot, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in this case, the pain point, Pete, would be like you or I doing a this is this is this is meta because now i have to be have to do a pain point pete of someone doing a pain point pete oh no graham i think i got this so here's here here we are i'm a listener at the start of our podcast huh weird i don't know about this and then after my pitch Ooh, what's this like slick jazz business? My ear hair is standing on end. So here's what I want to point out. You did just do a pain point, Pete, but you did it. You did it. In bad faith. Involuntarily. (laughs) You did it between your original pitch and now this new pain point, Pete pitch. The overall pain point, Pete pitch is... Is is the four? It, it, it's it's both of those pitches together. You see what I'm saying? It's the meta pitch where you're showing us the before the pain point Pete part of the pitch, and post pain point Pete part pitch. Hang on. So before this episode started, so a big problem we've had with the audio uh, quality of the show is only one of the mics <laughs> had a pop filter. For those of you who don't know, what a pop filter does is when you make hard sounds like a like a P sound, it stops that gust of air from hitting the microphone and making unpleasant sound. And Graham just said... Pain point Pete. Post pain point Pete pitch. (laughs) Post pain point Pete pitch partition. There's a a hole in his pop filter now. Um, Yes, so, so Cody just perfectly showed how much more powerful a pitch, how much more powerful a pain point pitch, pain point Pete pitch can possibly pee uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by, by acting it out. We got to genuinely hear how unconvincing, truly pathetic in many ways, <laughs> the pitch was <laughs> to begin with, and then how, how unbelievably convincing it was the second time through with Pete to help him out. I'm going to have to change one of my existing ideas to grandma's Coming with more coherent. <laughs> this, point is a, P- what? this is a perfectly coherent idea. Um, hmm. S- it's an interesting lens into the dysfunction of your office. <laughs> where, like, this is like a critical uh, thought exercise, and probably I'm guessing entails your entire user experience research. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> um, so the idea is that whenever we pitch something we say what somebody's journey would be like. So before the idea was implemented and then after it's implemented. Yeah, exactly. So you, you can do it in different ways. You can do it in first person. You do it in third person. You got to you gotta sketch your before and after we, scene. Hang on, we can do it in first person. If you want. 
So I need to know. I think it, Cody just did his in first person a little bit. Yeah, that was that was me doing me, by the way. Right. So I don't want to. And it, you did a good job. No, but no, he did a bad job because <laughs> because, because well, no, look, we're new at this, so we're not going to nail the first try. He did a bad job because, as he just said, he was doing him. He's supposed to be pain point Pete. Now, Graham, I'm not against this idea, but I need to know a bit more about Pete's motivation, <laughs> a bit more about his family life. Pete is a Pete's a very he, Pete's a bumbling character. He's like every man on every in- infomercial. He's just sort of like burns his hand on the stove every time he tries to <laughs> touch it. Rake, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, he also makes every inappropriate uh, action that's on every um, training video for workplaces. He's he's very very bad with uh, every type of person you can be bad with. Mm. Now Graham just told us off mic that he has a bit of a Chinese accent. Graham, what does that? Sound? <laughs> 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 hmm. So pain. So now that we're in this situation where we must do the things that we approve, I. I can't imagine every time being like, and now listeners, we will go through the pain point Pete exercise. <laughs> it's time to enter the ping pong Pete theater. <laughs> and here are your actors for this episode of ping pong Pete theater. <laughs> um, hmm. Can we revise this pitch to be like, we will make one mention of Pain Point Pete per episode. It doesn't need to be in every pitch, but he's going to be a character on the show. The thing about Pete is he really has to be ubiquitous. <laughs> Graham, I'm throwing, I'm throwing you uh, a life preserver here. I will, I will come up with a fun voice to do to be Pain Point Pete. <laughs> hmm. Okay, one, one Pain Point Pete appearance per Host. <laughs> per host. And and the guest must do one as well. No, the guest if the guest does one, that's that's the Pete. That's that's your triple Pete. <laughs> I don't know why that makes sense. I feel like this is like a hostage negotiation. I'm just trying to get him off the this is terrible. Okay, uh, let's let's vote on this idea. Cody, what says you? I am here for ping pong, Pete. I love it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we'll do we'll do a, a pain point. Yeah. I vote yes. Cross promotional deal mechanics, revenue streams, jargon, synergy. That's the best presentation I've ever seen. Get started right away. So right now, I think we uh, we can all agree that some of these pitches that make it onto the show are pretty half baked, aren't really ready for prime time, and why are we willing to throw out these ideas that haven't even um, gone through the gauntlet of a pain point peak presentation? <laughs> well, it's because it's weightless. We can just throw out anything, and if it if it fails, it fails. Oh well. Graham's going to cry in the shower. Yeah. But we could fix this by adding some stakes to the proceedings. So I'm proposing that whenever a pitch is rejected, the proposer, or Graham, will be made to endure some sort of... My my pitch was just accepted. (laughs) (laughs) When a proposal is rejected, 
the the proposer will be made to endure some sort of demeaning, unpleasant, or humiliating act. So, so this, this, you're just this is just turning into jackass or Kenny versus Spenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now we could you know we could decide on like a scale of what these things see, are. See, here's the thing: if you were not a part of deciding whether or not I would have to endure the humiliation. Mm. I would probably consider it. But there's a very perverse incentive here. That's, that's and true. And it is a perverse incentive. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I, how about this as a, uh, a compromise, Jordan? Uh, as the producer... Only I am allowed to choose the humiliations because we all know that I am a kind and ju- just, uh, benevolent producer. I, I, I won't have overstep my bounds, but I will make sure that each punishment is fitting to the It'll, crime. That'll just be you making an IMDb or an IMDb uh, <laughs> a. Uh, you're the man now. Why TMND? Christ. Uh, I'm not talking about my obscure obsession with the obscure website YTMND on this show. <laughs> the obscure <laughs> website IMDb. <laughs> Graham, you didn't finish your thought there. You I just... said all, he, all he'll do is he'll make YMTDs of us and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, distribute, and pain, distribute them. Pain point Pete broke Graham's brain. He can no longer string together sentences that aren't entirely alliteration. <laughs> Um, He's going to BDSM us. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, so when I was coming up with pitches for this show, uh, a bunch of them were kind of like, you know, common sense sort of things we could enact, and those aren't as fun. So I'm not going to use them. And one of those was like, instead of us keeping our traditional voting system, it would just be that the guest or producer Cody, in lieu of a guest, gets to decide whether an idea gets in or out. Mm. And so if we were to do that, that would kind of solve the bias problem. I thought you were going to pitch proportional representation. That's really exciting. <laughs> maybe we could... <laughs> maybe we could... Uh, it could be like a jury trial, judge trial type thing where you can choose where, whatever, wherever you think you'll have the best chance. What court works like that? <laughs> There are times when you can choose a, 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 a trial by judge versus a trial by jury. Who chooses it? Like, the defendant. And, and, the, and the state has to agree because if you feel you can't get, like, everyone in your community will be biased against oh, you. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we're getting away from some of the fun things we can make each other do. Uh, <laughs> I think we're getting towards literally law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I'm not saying like these are going to be like, oh, you got to do, you got to drive a nail through the palm of your hand or something. I'm thinking you have to sing a little song or something that would be fun for the listeners to hear you do. Hmm. If we do do this, I have to set some ground rules because I do live in an apartment, so there's there can be no cats or dogs involved, uh, no no cannabis, uh, no laundry no, in the suite. We have to do that. No downstairs. laundry in the suite. Um, I'm also going to put some uh, soft rules down about no liquids, uh, no spilling. This is my furniture, so uh, we're gonna keep that off the menu. But no spilling um, of the. St- solids only that you're allowed to have no no sort of shaving of any kind of hair as a humiliation that's off the table as well so there's some limitations in doesn't place. leave a whole lot yeah <laughs> i don't know what do you guys think uh so since intrinsic to this idea is changing the voting system i'm going to say no 
I also uh, kind of, I think that the system is uh, a good system. You know, we've had it for 2,000 years. <laughs> Socrates and Plato loved it. Uh, that's good enough for me. This is, this is where I stand. You're the asshole because all you're doing is whining when you know exactly what is going on. Look how upset you are. You're upset because you think you're going to lose, and that's why you're upset. I can beat you any time I want. No, you don't beat me every time, number one. Number two. You know we live in a republic, not a democracy. Fine. We're not going to do it. (laughs) Cody's up again. Uh, And I'd like to point out, so... uh, We and our guests are typically reading our proposals off of our phones... Cody is also reading off his phone, but off of a sticky note he attached to the back of his phone. <laughs> That's not how you guys use your phones? That's how I keep all my reminders, is on the notes on the back of them. All right, punks, saddle up. Uh, I've got some groundbreaking shit to put in your brain right now. Um, I've, got, I've got such a huge list of stuff to do here, but I'm thinking, let's, let's skip right down to number six on my list. It says ads slash money. I'm sick of doing this for free. I want to get paid. Um, that's how we're going to make it better. We're going to make our own personal lives better, and we'll all finally be able to afford the Xboxes we want. Selling out. Man, I feel... So, my concern about monetizing our audience monetizing. is that we don't have an audience. <laughs> yeah, we could and, maybe get an ad for like a garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> and how are they going to react when they don't hear these ads? That are <laughs> <laughs> they, see, the thing is, I think this could be a worthwhile idea if these are pre-recorded ads that we just put in in editing. If we have to actually, if we have to go through and do our half-hearted like so, Jordan, uh, did you hear about um, my Casper mattress today? We're just going to fuck it up. Yeah, you told me about it earlier <laughs> and all of the cum stains on it. And you said, those aren't mine. And I said, well, Graham, it's your mattress. And you said, a deal's a deal. You already bought my used mattress. <laughs> um yeah, I think it would be fun if we if we could. Do that this. actually doesn't happen, Jordan, because you buy Casper mattress direct from the manufacturer. No cum stains at all. <laughs> Look, I could explore how you got in that factory before it went to the seal. Um, yeah, I think I would be open to um, selling out uh, to licensing. E- each segment could have a sponsor. Um, who would sponsor this show? Uh, who's who's in- that? Uh, we could we could get Mike Cernovich. We could get anyone who's into self improvement, making any making things better. Oh, that's true. Like a Malcolm Gladwell. Ooh, who's but- that? Uh, who's that really famous self improvement guy? Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of synergy between what we do and what he does. <laughs> <laughs> We could also do the ultimate self-improver of all time, Jesus Christ, and do church announcements. We could read the church bulletins. Because if there's one thing churches are flush with right now, it's cash. Well, they don't have any uh, parishioners suspended on, so they're just swimming in these uh, vats of, of greenbacks. It's a good- <laughs> <laughs> we, we could also do that, like, r- like that thing that they do on some shows where people can pay to have us read something. Which I know it sounds like an advertisement, but I mean, like, listeners. It's more of a direct route. It's not just for yeah. products where they can be like, here's a shout out to my friend. And I think that would be really funny to have to, like, 
segue from like the um I'm trying to think of one of our terrible condom ideas. And then be like, <laughs> well, Sheila, Trevor has something very important to ask you. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of our show becoming a host for like missed connections. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Cody, what sort of revenue do you think we could bring in if we were to start doing this? Uh, my goal for revenue for for this, uh, at least for the next quarter, I'm I'm kind of hoping uh, maybe five dollars a month. That would be enough that over the next three years we'd be able to buy a third microphone, so that I wouldn't have to share one with Jordan when I was the guest. <laughs> or after three months, we could save up and afford to cover one month of hosting the podcast that I pay for. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think it would be I think it would just be a funny endeavor for a, a show with such a modest following to just tr- like beg people for advertising so i think i think i would vote yes on this i think we should try for comedy purposes i i also because we love brands and and also because implicitly both because he's the producer and the author of this idea this is all cody doing the legwork on this i say yes it's in the band now listen we need to have a talk about vanderhoff the fact is he's the sponsor and you signed a contract guaranteeing him certain concessions, one of them being a spot on the show. Well, that's where I see things just a little differently. Contractor, no. I will not bow to any sponsor. I can't talk about it anymore. It's giving me a headache. Here, take two of these. Ah, new print. Little. Yellow. Different. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll, after this episode's <laughs> over, I'll go ahead and set up the Patronus, and we can... <laughs> We can start convincing our grandmothers to send the birthday money there instead. <laughs> this week's episode sponsored by Cody's Nana. <laughs> uh, Graham, you're up again. Okay, so we have at times uh, referred to the Pantheon as a document, as uh, a land. I definitely like to think of it as as a homeland, as a place where eventually, once we've done enough legwork to get every single aspect of the society worked out, like we will begin episodes. moving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we will begin moving uh, re- new residents into, into the place. And like all collections of human beings, it will have to be structured strictly hierarchically, meaning we will have to have a caste system, a mayor of our new of our new place. Now, clearly it's going to be one of the three of us. That has to happen. So I propose that whoever, and this excludes you, Cody, basically, you're, you're not really in the running What now. the hell? <laughs> whoever has, by a margin of three, the most pa- pro-Pantheon votes is crowned mayor. And so it's like it's and so the mayorship can be taken back, but you have to move into a margin of three lead. So it won't just go back and forth, back and forth every two seconds. Hmm. You're just looking for a metric to see who's who's, uh, you know, scoring the most touchdowns here. Exactly. The the mayor of Pantheonville, Pantheonton, Pantheontropolis will be me 
I think uh, a concern I have of gamifying the show is having to ever use that word uh, on, gamifying? A, on a tape <laughs> that could be played against me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it incentivizes us to vote down ideas that we otherwise would enjoy because it's like, oh, I'm in, I'm in a four-point hole against mm. Jordan all time, so i got to make up some ground here. Mm. So I, I worry about, about that. Uh, also, it can't really be the three of us because Cody gets very few. No, I've acknowledged that. Uh, oh, okay. I disagree with that part of this. <laughs> <laughs> that part of this is bad. Yeah, it also just seems like a weird thought. So I don't really think of the Pantheon uh, as a place. Well, not yet. <laughs> We're building it brick by brick, show by show. Yeah. The foundation very rotten at this point. <laughs> There's a couple of double pane windows just lying on the ground. <laughs> we got a lot of high level details. Graham's mattress that we mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah, I don't. Hmm. I think it could work again if we somehow revolutionized our voting system. Mm. But right now, the incentives are such that the rest of the show would be harmed. We tokenize our votes. Oh, God. <laughs> and then we'll have vote liquidity. <laughs> um, Graham, as mayor of this new land... Thank you for uh, believing in me. Can we hear like your stump speech from the campaign trail? Can we just get... Can we get a little flavor of that? Of you getting people to Pokemon Go to the polls? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there will be no polls. There's no voting. Okay. Thank you. The, the mayor for life. So let's say you had sweeping executive power. Yes. Like, uh, a, like a Chancellor Palpatine uh, over Earth right now. What would be like your first mandate? Definitely change all the coal-fired power plants to wind farms. I thought this would go in a more exciting direction. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in I believe in the environment. It's out there. I believe in. <laughs> and whenever another upgrade to the power system is proposed, Pain Point Pete has to be involved. <laughs> I knew that there was too many P's in a row there. I knew it was coming. Okay, uh, Cody, any any say on this? Yeah, I. I like to think of myself as the mayor of the town, uh, who is, you know, part of letting the ideas in and out. Specifically, when I let you guys... Or more don't of a comptroller. Comptroller? <laughs> the ombudsperson? Um, when I let you guys... Uh, when, I, when you buzz my apartment and I ring you up to come in, that's kind of like me... Uh, allowing you to immigrate into my uh, into my domain. Ooh, so in bit. your mind, this your your apartment is uh, Pantheontropolis. Yeah, these are rules for for living in my teenage apartment. That's what. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Jesus Christ. And when and it works because was that was that a, a eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter I reference? Fu I fucking tried, man. <laughs> <laughs> and similar, like it's true though because. This show, after at the end, at the end of, <laughs> I'm sorry, that one just, the, <laughs> it's fine. it took a while to hit me. <laughs> I thought it was good. He's ashamed for no reason. I think it was a good, a good <laughs> Anyway, the time has passed for my zinger that I had trailing that. It's gone. So it's it's fine. 
Um, I should go and edit in little tags for jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and the audio doesn't really match. Um, I worry also with this, like, not only will we turn down uh, otherwise good ideas to try to uh, win this ongoing contest, but it'll also maybe lead to ideas being ultra conservative just to try to, like, put some easy wins on the board. Like, I worry that we'll do an episode about, like, the bus and the pitches will be, I think fare should be 10 cents cheaper. <laughs> Damn, he got me again. Like, we'll lose the sort of uh, lighthearted tomfoolery that this podcast uh, could, so known, could so one known day be known for. <laughs> Yeah, because this podcast isn't like, we, all, we know this personally. It's not really about making things better. It's about making things better. <laughs> you know? Uh, and so for that reason, I'm out. That's a that's a Dragon's Den reference. I'm yeah. I'm eight rules from being a part of this vote. <laughs> nope, you're not gonna get it from me. Put it in the trash can. Flawless. <laughs> Shit, this pitch says the TV show based on it. <laughs> the pitch. It's the wire. Uh, or the voice. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm voting in favor since it doesn't matter. All right. Welcome, Swappers, to the Springfield Swap Meet. Ich bin ein Springfield Swap Meet patron. I need a drink and a shower. Jordan. Ooh, we should do a spooky Halloween episode next week. I guess it's too late. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> this is now the Halloween episode. <laughs> um i think this is more of a specific episode idea than about the show generally i think we should do an episode where we try to improve a popular song improve it how like improve the melody yeah so anything's in play um we can pitch somebody else to perform it we can change the lyrics wholesale uh we can pitch fresh new beats for the song. We're going to take a popular song. So this is just going to be us over and over and over coming up with different two-word riffs on Sweet Caroline. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just three friends in the lab. Just like, how do you make a better thing? Like, hey, Jude. You know? It was yeah. fun. Hey, George. Yeah. <laughs> Every time Your someone... pitch is bad. <laughs> Every time someone in a song says honky tonk, we change it to Donkey Kong. (laughs) (laughs) That's my quick quick idea. I think that should be an episode. Would you guys be interested in doing that episode? I think, Cody, you'd have to do a lot of the heavy lifting musically because you'd be the only one. Yeah, I would be the one playing the the cover versions on my piano from the corner. That would be... Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm I'm willing to you know put my considerable talents on display for for the sake of uh, improving some some uh, sick jams. So would this be karaoke based, or would we be would we be actually hacking together uh, other versions of songs? We would make we would improve a song, and by the end of the episode, we will have a version of it that we have deemed superior based on some of our findings. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I've just like imported the uh, "Come On and Slam" from Space Jam song and just cut it around the first verse and just loop that for ten minutes. <laughs> That's how we're gonna do it. Graham's in. Cody's in. 
I'm actually out. I don't like this idea. I've decided. I'm realizing how much work this will be for me, and I, I don't. I don't think I can handle it. Damn it. <laughs> well, if Cody's out, I can't really say we're gonna do it, right? Because we can't really do it if he doesn't want to do it. Well, I'm on record for saying Cody should do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I will. If you guys both vote for it, I will do it. But you're gonna have to just put up with me being a little bit sassy while it's getting done. Okay, we'll see what we'll see what people think. So I'm gonna I'm gonna vote no. It's not gonna be something we're mandated to do. But I think I think once this snowball starts rolling, it will grow into a larger snowball. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned next week for this exact episode. <laughs> um, we do have quite a few uh, listener suggestions mm. this week, so maybe we'll just end with one more from Cody here and then move into uh, listener proposals. Cody. Sure, I've got one more short one. Uh, this one's really short, really easy to uh, to kind of implement. Um, we, we briefly had a guest appearance uh, from art icon Banksy and ever since then I have not been able to shake the idea that this should be a recurring character uh, it's only been in one episode as far as I remember but I think uh, Banksy should have a role in every single episode and uh, oh there's someone at the door now <laughs> I let, one second let me let me just open it up uh, what's that why why it's pain point pete (laughs) (laughs) graham do the voice the chinese accent (laughs) (laughs) hmm uh well you know cody uh it's very hard to get a hold of my friend banksy and so it would be very difficult to get him every week but we could talk about having him as a sometimes treat (laughs) sometimes treat (laughs) Like Lucky Charms. Yeah, I've thought about doing more uh, character bits on the show, but I am... Or having our friend Banksy return to the studio, uh, alternatively. And I am in favor of this, but I think it's just a weird tone. It is, like, it's very out of the show's regular tone. I don't know if people liked that or if it was not good. (laughs) Also... Painpoint Pete is not Chinese. His name is Pete. No, but he speaks with a Chinese accent. It's where, <laughs> see, this is what he's, he's, this guy's constantly running into problems, and one of it is very problematically does an accent that's yeah. not natural to him. But he got a concussion several years earlier. He can't help it. It, it just started after that. Painpoint <laughs> because brain damage. Or <laughs> it's that's why he's in so much pain. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Um, I am not in favor of Banksy being on every episode. <laughs> but Graham, what do you think? Uh, hello. <laughs> that that that's that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the entire uh, that's the entirety of the impression. But I'm in favor of it. Christ. <laughs> so I'm I'm on the I'm on the record as saying yes to this, Cody. <laughs> Maybe there's some kind of compromise we can reach where we can just uh, maybe incorporate some some uh, 
you know, Banksy wisdom into the theme song or the outro song of every show. Just, uh, you know, some little like tips about life from the, the legend himself. Maybe that's a way we can get around. That way we don't have to have him in the studio every time. Did you guys see uh, Banksy's fucking piece that like he's uh, he sold a painting? Oh, the shred at, shred for, like paint. a million dollars, yeah. and then it shredded it after, and like people like. Clapped. So the thing, the thing <laughs> that I, the thing that I kind of respect a little bit about that is that he made that painting and sold it with the express um, instructions that it should never be put up for auction and he only engaged it when he heard that it had been put up for auction he didn't put the shredder in for it to be put up to for auction and shredded he actually put it in as an insurance policy and then ended up having to use it see i don't really buy that i tend to think that he knew it was like now homer don't you eat this pie yeah. like he knew like the instant he did this what was gonna happen i don't think he's built or it it would be interesting if he's built like Inspector Gadget, like uh, self-destructs into every piece he's ever done, <laughs> <laughs> including that like Disneyland. There's just, like thousands of people. <laughs> Somebody littered. That wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> I didn't do the voice. <laughs> Somebody littered. <laughs> well, that um, wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> Graham's also not doing the voice. <laughs> I vote no, but I'll do Banksy's some more at some point. Now, unfortunately, Banksy could not be here uh, with us tonight, but he has written a message for me to read on his behalf. Here is Banksy's five-word speech. Uh, Oh, somebody painted over it. So... Uh, all right, so let's get to um, everybody's favorite segment of the show, Social Media Corner. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always death. So uh, for everybody, first of all, for everybody uh, who wrote in some variation of, yeah, do the show, release more episodes. What if you recorded it? Thank you. Thank you for that. I love how that didn't come up amongst our own. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yes, I mean, fair point to each of you. Um, I was surprised to learn. Um, I looked at how many episodes we had done and we were at like 22 or 23. And the first episode went up in like late November. So if we actually record one every like two weeks from now till then, we will have done 26 episodes in a year, which is one every two weeks. So what I'm trying to say is get off our backs. We're, we're doing plenty of episodes. <laughs> now, look, did we make... To be fair, all you do is make fun of us for not putting out enough episodes. It's true. And every week, I... First of all, I announce the show as being a weekly show. I reference that it's a week all the time. <laughs> it's, it's a bad habit, and I just thought... <laughs> all right, so let's get to the first pitch. Um... Uh, friend of the show, David Dick, writes, Insert a bomb-dropping sound effect every time Graham's idea is just an abstracted description of something that already exists. First of all, that's literally every pitch, period, is just an abstracted version of something that already exists. Number one. Number two. Number two. I don't do that. So this is a perfectly fine idea, and we'll never hear that drop. 
do you remember do you remember last last episode when i pitched uh the beach club and you're like not only does this exist this is good. thousands of these exist and then you slow down the show to google it and you said look here and then you just found a hotel with a pool in it no <laughs> no 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 beach themed clubs exist but your your evidence of it was a hotel with a pool in it. <laughs> that was your smoking gun that was your like th- that was your uh, miracle on 34th street thousands of letters to santa claus this is theater of the mind jordan they have nothing but your word to take for that <laughs> i say it was a i say it was a bustling beach <laughs> um i vote yes on the bomb sound effect if somebody pitches something that is that are that we know for certain already exists not something that we think already exists but if mm. we know it bomb sound effect cody thoughts um, yeah, uh, if you guys do all of the work of finding, inserting, the, and inserting the effects, you guys could oh, just go to town on it. <laughs> um, Bit passive-aggressive. <laughs> Cody, do you want to read the next one? Um, we got another one from David Dick. Uh, we don't have to read all of David's, it's fine. He's got a lot of good ideas no, here. No, we got, yeah. we, let's hear it. Um, insert a trombone sound effect uh, whenever Jordan corrects someone for using local rather than general nomenclature. Literally happened this episode. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did that happen? Oh, wait, that's the, that's the slide. Woo! Do you know what? Hang on. What is? What, what do you think a trombone? Is? Yeah, it's like <laughs> no, that was the slide whistle. What's the? What's the trombone? Like I guess it'd be like bop or something like yes. that. Yeah. Okay. You got there. All right. <laughs> but like it has to be the slide. That's the whole point. Like I take some umbrage with this idea that I would correct someone for using local rather than general nomenclature or vocabulary. <laughs> uh, it's called vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> it's called pain part Peter. <laughs> pain part Peter. Uh, Graham, do you want to go to the next one? I like um, this one a lot. So Greg Lachlan says, pull the audience every week and have the poll decide whether each make it better idea is a winner or a loser. Or make them vote on the best idea pitch that week. Give away a free t-shirt each week to random to a random person who votes a random person who votes if you don't have t-shirts i will donate some of mine and you can write make it better on them in marker so thank you for that uh generous gift that will be the first gift from our listeners first (laughs) gift from our listeners that we've received uh and we will definitely appreciate it and if they're bad t-shirts we will use them for that what will we do if they're good keep them (laughs) <laughs> yeah i th- i think we could stand to do some sort of prize giveaway and also to have people vote i think it's probably overkill to have people vote on each idea um what do you guys think yeah i think probably best idea of the week is is uh is a better idea because uh, it's a single vote or maybe if it's a split I feel like, yeah, any of these are up for grabs. We just need a good mod on our Facebook page. You can really, you know, uh, rile the fans up and get them talking about it. You can really stuff. post things more than eight hours before recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who posted this one? Uh, another one from uh, Reese Patterson. I guess we could just call people by their first names. I guess they're on, you know, it's fine. Uh, he says, <laughs> uh, a new segment, make it not better. Or fake news. Each episode, one host finds multiple true but ill-conceived facts about the topic. They also create their own fake fact. The other most, 
The other host must determine which one is fake. So this is a whole different show. <laughs> this is called like Truth, Truth, Lie. You know, this is like a thing that exists yeah. uh, as a game, which yeah. is, it's just quite fun. Just slowly, di- like slowly building the game Werewolf. Yeah, they do this on. There's some one of those British uh, like quiz shows does this. Like it's not cute. who's your mum. <laughs> No, I just made that. That's yeah, I know. For, it, sorry, not quiz shows. One of those British like panel shows yeah. does this, and it's it's a very fun show. But they do it a lot. Like Stephen Fry is probably better at it than we would be. So I yeah, don't, I don't think we could do this one. Um, Cody, you want to read the next one? Yeah, the next one's from uh, Marta Wesselhoff, and I'm actually this is I think one of my favorites. Uh, she says, "Add a laugh track, but only one of ourselves laughing." Or only one with two people laughing. So I, I really like this idea. Um, what I would propose is a, a slight alteration where we remove, we don't have us do the laughing. We get uh, a reel of Seth Rogen laughing and we just put, oh, 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 that's good. Oh. <laughs> or we could go on that website, Fiverr, and just pay two people to do this. <laughs> <laughs> pay people to listen into the recording and be our live audience. <laughs> Skype in. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're definitely going to uh, get uh, a two-person laugh track uh, drop. Yeah, that is happening. This is a delightful idea. Great. David Proctor says, "Do a Patreon so that your hardcore fans can pay to listen to an extra episode for each public one, but they still only come out twice a year." You have contravened <laughs> one of our core new rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, David, so that's that's on you. On the other hand. Um, we have already approved the idea of money, but advertiser money. A Patreon is like asking mm. uh, fans to pay for the show. You're right; it's much easier, and we should definitely do it instead. Yeah, I guess we. I guess there's no problem. We can just set up a Patreon. Yeah, because I can't, in good faith, ask people to pay for this content. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, we only have to put up fifty percent of it for pay. It doesn't say we have to do 50% more. We could just lock off 50% of it. Or we could put like other kind of incentives behind uh, behind the paywall, like nudes of the hosts and stuff like that. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll set up a Patreon. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, all right. All right. We'll, we'll set up a Patreon of some sort, I guess. You hear about this? Yeah. You hear about this? Uh, Andrew Graham, what's he got to say? Uh... Listener Andrew Grant, uh, this is really good. Guests are allowed one phone a friend, a la who wants to be a millionaire. I think everybody picked up on that, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> guests are allowed one phone a friend per episode. A la any time you have access to a phone. <laughs> <laughs> guests are allowed one phone a friend per episode to help pitch an idea if it's going badly. I just... That is so fun. I just like the idea of them, because if it's going badly, it implies they're halfway through a sentence and they're looking at us in the eyes. They're just not seeing enough enough uh, joy and they just abort halfway through. They're like, no, you know what? This isn't working. I can see there's been so many times where Graham has like gone on a tirade and we are both, like Jordan and I are sitting here going like, I, I don't know. And he's like, I swear to God, I swear to God. And I can imagine him <laughs> picking up the phone and calling, <laughs> calling one of his friends and be like, okay, you have to tell these assholes that this is not dumb <laughs> I, I like this idea a lot my only concern with it is how long these phone calls would have to be because they'd be like because on 
Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Be like, yeah. Hey, it's Steve. I'm calling for a millionaire. They wouldn't have to say the whole name of the show. Yeah. Here, it'd be like, hey, yeah, it's Max. Uh, but the I'm thing on this is- podcast called Make It Better. <laughs> With Graham and George, Graham and, oh, you haven't heard of them. These, these two losers. <laughs> so the thing is, on Millionaire, you set up in advance who your phone-a-friend is going to be. So they're expecting a call. I think if you want to phone a friend, you have to have your lifeline already set up, and they have to be waiting by that phone. I love the idea of uh, Jordan getting out his phone to calling somebody and just it ringing to straight to voicemail, even though they know they were supposed to get a call about this show from him today. Oh, oh I thought for sure you were going to say if I was going to call the person from The Knife again, which I definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to have phone a friend as an option in some level. Maybe it's like if your idea that didn't pass, you could phone. And like if the person you phone approves it, that supersedes the vote. Or no, no, no. They help you to make a better pitch, but it's still the judges are still the judges. Okay, it's not a remote judge. All right, let's do that. And you get and they get one. Yeah, but the conversation must be on speakerphone uh, in front of a microphone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm in favor of this. Sweet, Uh, Cody. I read the next one. Um, should I read the next one from Andrew, or should I go down to? Uh, the next one from Andrew is also very good. Okay, well, yeah. Because uh, someone else has to read Clinton's because I can't read that in good faith. Uh, follow-up episodes documenting the process of attempting to implement ideas from the Pantheon. I want to hear about the letter-writing campaign or political party forum to enact brunch time slot vouchers. Um, I, kind of against the spirit of this episode, I am very much against any kind of implementation because that would imply some kind of responsibility uh, for the actions that we've uh, suggested on the show. And I, I, I want nothing to do with that. Uh, I feel strongly the opposite. This is something that we've talked about doing, actually. Uh, not, not that the ideas that we pitch must be enacted, of course, but like it would be fun to take one of them and try to like do it practically to kind of maybe illustrate our hubris, maybe. So here's the thing. I like the idea of doing this. I think it's fun, but I don't think that it's the podcast. I think this is ancillary material. I think this is... Perhaps some sort of, ooh, donator-only <laughs> content. <laughs> Promotional material. Promotional material or a subscriber-only material. Let's, let's, have a, let's have a quick roundtable. Which ideas do you think have legs? I have ooh. one that comes to my mind is uh, from our online dating episode. I think that the pitch that I had, uh, datemyfriends.com, would legitimately be a uh, modest hit. That was the idea where um, it's a date... Matchmaker. Well, kind of. It's like the idea is that right now dating sites only cater to the single and adulterous. But everybody, everybody's curious about oh, uh, how people's online dates are going and who's actually out there and laughing at people's profiles when they're like really um you know stupid so this would allow that because people would have like their own little uh almost like a pokemon collection of their single friends and then they would talk to other people who also have their friends who they might be a good match with and then they would set it up and then they could gossip about the dates and how they what they heard from they would get insider info about what went on on exactly and like i think people would be into that idea but that's just one such example. If you subscribe, we... you can go on dates twice as often. No. Um, <laughs> so. 
do we need, do we know anybody with the chops to pull off some kind of development like this? Okay, that was that was one idea. Yes, that would take a while. That one. That's that's a bit more um, yeah. in depth. Uh, we could also just try eating more things out of bread bowls. That was, I believe, that was a, deemed a good enough idea. <laughs> yeah, it goes. It's a whole spectrum. Did Paint Safe make it in? Paint <laughs> Safe. That was uh, Stacy's pitch. Oh, uh, oh, tra- or, pr- prank, safe. prank Safe. That's prank right. Safe, yeah. I feel like Prank Safe must have been voted in. There was too much laughing. Yeah, no, we definitely, we definitely pushed that one through. So maybe we could fill some sort of... I feel like this episode is the perfect one for this idea because we are going to try to implement the ones... Yeah, but I think it's also like the least interesting one. Yeah. So like, yeah, we're going to do that for this one. But I think we will do a standalone, maybe perhaps one-off, perhaps one anniversary episode of the show maybe where we do this. If not as a whole episode, then at least as a segment. Okay, so we have tentatively agreed... And thus functionally denied that we are going to do this. <laughs> uh, that leaves us with our final... Uh, I propose that Graham turns his fucking sound off. How about that? Read the pitch. So there's one more pitch. And that pitch is from Clinton Hallahan, And he says... Get a new guest to do the voice of Cody every episode. <laughs> Never comment on this change. Use women. Now, I love this idea, but only if we do it in post. Because we need Cody's we need Cody's input, we need his unique energy, we need how he, you know, keeps the show alive. So what I want is for us to go in and dub over Cody's actual lines in VO <laughs> with the exact same line read by someone else. Well, uh, it's Professor Cody here and uh... <laughs> I guess the professor is a producer. Damn it. <laughs> you were doing the professor it, it, voice. It was Jordan all along. <laughs> uh, hello, this is Longshoreman Cody here. <laughs> we prefer to be called Stevedores. <laughs> Man, it's going to get to uh, the brink of our uh, capability for impressions almost immediately. It's like, <laughs> Oh, wow, Graham, this bitch of yours, I'm not crazy about it. I'm in my apartment, it's crazy. Oh, well, today we shall make it better. Um, I, I, I think, I think uh, Cody has the one voice that's okay to listen to on the radio. We shouldn't lose that, so I vote no. Uh, I vote no as well. Now, in a rare twist of events, I'm going to vote yes on this because I think that uh, it would be much funnier for me just to whisper my insights into the guests' ear every week and have them uh, enact them. Ooh, you'd be like a a, a Codino de Cyrenac. Cyrano de Codinac. I have no idea what any of those words mean. Cyrano de Bergerac. Shakespeare. Is that the one from the one with the guy with the long nose? Yes, it's when Steve Martin is in the bushes. I thought that that Shakespeare one was called Pinocchio. (laughs) That was a real roller coaster where he's like culture shaming us for not knowing this Shakespeare thing, which it turns out like he only knows from a Steve Martin. I know it from my extended minor in English literature, actually. Were they? I remember it because of Steve Martin. (laughs) Okay, well, that's that's been uh, an episode of this show. 
Uh, we look forward to incorporating the things that we approved. Did none of us wrote down which ones did, so we'll pick that up in editing. Uh, Cody, thank you so much for joining us on the show that you make. Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug on the show that's one third yours? <laughs> Honestly, no. I I I thought about plugging, you know, just like myself as like if you want a friend, I'm around. <laughs> well, there's a for new pals. There's a big backlog of really fascinating podcast content from our good friend Cody on uh, the topic of archaeology. Well, I got archaeology podcasts, but that's like it's super in the weeds. If you are an archaeologist and you want to listen to it, that you can find that at the Transect. That's on. Or if you just iTunes. find, or if you just find those sorts of issues of history and culture uh, interesting, I've listened and I think it's a fascinating show. Well, thanks, Graham. And I also have a now defunct program, which uh, if we get enough uh, listener support, we might bring back called the Squatch Cast. Which is about hunt- hunting for Sasquatch and uh, evaluating uh, proof for Sasquatch. Uh, it's yeah, we all kind of fell off, but I- I'd be willing to get back on that train if uh, if people you know were up on-, on the social media about it. So yeah, but uh, I-, I think that's really all I have to say. So uh, time to press play on the uh, the outro music here. Oh no, Jordan's got something. Oh no, that's fine. I thought we were just kind of ramble about it, the show over the outro music that played. Whichever outro music it ends up being. Or maybe yeah. I hear the blues calling. <laughs> I'm surprised the pitches weren't meaner or sadder. Like, what if we hung out more? <laughs> <laughs> I did my best for the for the mean ones, but you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, I think I propose that Graham gets sent on a war tribunal for his uh, sincere defense uh, in the camping episode of people playing acoustic guitars around a campfire. Thank you. It's beautiful and it brings beauty into people's lives. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's stop. Oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Oh, mercy. Oh, mercy. You got to press the square button uh, next to the, yeah, that one.